would ask you to open your Bibles to Psalm 106. And let me explain something before I read my text. Um, particularly if you're, if you're visiting with us, we're about to do something a bit um, unusual, not terribly, but just a bit. Um, we, on a monthly basis, try to observe the Lord's Supper. And that means that I cut my comments way back so that we can enjoy and appreciate this. Folks, um, let, let me tell you why we do this. Gracie Van wants to be a place where truth is available and taught. And, and we, we trust that we are. But Christianity is not a set of bullet points about theological precision. As, as wonderful and as beautiful as theological precision is, Christianity is not a set of rules. It's not just a list of orthodoxies. Christianity is not like baking cookies where you pour in a little bit of theological precision and you mix in a little bit of morality and you stir in a little bit of do-goodism. Christianity is about your relationship with a person. A person. Think of, think of how you fell in love with your wife or how you fell in love with your husband. And so what we try to do once a month is simply remind you that as, as, as important as theological, as orthodoxy is, Christianity is not equated or to be equated with right positions. What we do once a month is try to remind you that we are in a relationship like you're in, well, not exactly like, but similar to a relationship with a spouse. We're, we're renewing affection and love for a person. So, I hope that you understand. Um, that's why we want to set this monthly service aside to do a little bit different things. Follow now in uh, Psalm 106. I'll begin reading in verse 6, and I'm going to read through verse 13. 106, 6. Both we and our fathers have sinned. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedness. Our fathers, when they were in Egypt, did not consider your wondrous works. They did not remember the abundance of your steadfast love, but rebelled by the sea at the Red Sea. Yet he saved them for his namesake, that he might make known his mighty power. He rebuked the Red Sea, and it became dry, and he led them through the deep as through a desert. So he saved them from the hand of the foe and redeemed them from the power of the enemy. And the waters covered their adversaries. Not one of them was left. Then they believed his words. They sang his praise. But they soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel. 
The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God never fades. It endures forever. You might notice that this psalm, rather lengthy, 48 verses, it opens and closes with the term hallelujah. Did you know that was a Hebrew word, hallelujah? It's, it's translated praise the Lord, and accurately so. Um, do you know the name Yahweh? Well, hallelujah. In hallelujah, you've got the name of, of the Lord in there. Yah is a reference. And so it's just got the verb uh, praise and yah, praise yah. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's what hallelujah is. It's, uh, we've kind of picked up the Hebrew word and brought it into English. And, and we use it a lot. We sang it a couple of times this morning. But that's what it means. It starts with that. It closes with that. That is this psalm. In between, in between those two hallelujahs is an account, an historical an account of Israel's sin. It's an historical reference um, to some events in Israel's past. Did you notice as I read? I mean, it's a very clear reference in verses 6 through 13 to being in Egypt, the Red Sea, God parting the Red Sea and covering the adversaries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in, in one sense, Psalm 106 is a history lesson. It's a review of Israel's history and some of the key events in it, one of those being that separating the water at the Red Sea. Um, you, you get down to verse 12 and you see that it makes reference to the praises that came out of the mouths of the people as they watched God deliver them from Egypt. You know, the waters parted and they walked through dry shot and then... And then they, they stood and they watched. Look at verse 11. And the waters covered their, their adversaries. Not one of them was left. And as they watched that, they, they uh, or at, perhaps after it, they break forth into praise. Um, by the way, that happens in Exodus 14. And then Exodus 15 is that great song of Moses where Moses uh, sings praises to the Lord and all of Israel joins him and they're singing. But by the time Exodus 15 is over, something else has happened. And that's what verse 13 is referring to. By the, at the end of Exodus 15, there's another event that is recorded for you. You can look at it this afternoon, you like. It has to do with bitter water. And um, the text, verse 13, says, And they soon forgot his works. In fact, the Hebrew is... They made haste to forget. <laughs> Gang, here's the point. Do you know how many, how much time separated verse 12 from verse 13? I mean, up in verse 12, there's, <laughs> they are one happy bunch. I mean, God just delivered them from Egypt and yada, yada, yada. I mean, they're, they're all dead and Israel's on its way. Do you know how many days elapsed between verse 12 and verse 13? Three. Three. From the time the Red Sea was parted and all of Israel was delivered until the next event where they grumped out of the same mouths that spewed praise and thanks and hallelujahs. Three days later. Three days. 
They're grumbling, they're complaining, they're murmuring, they're bitter, they're angry. They soon forgot. You know, physicians will tell you that, that the first thing to go is, is the memory. <laughs> I don't know that that's true. You'll have to check with the physician. But I can tell you this. It is certainly the case when it comes to spiritual matters. We have, we have short memories. I mean, what have you done for me lately, God? David, the one um, that is supposedly wrote Psalm 106, David seemed to understand that. So what he did is that he was the first one to do it. The first, he was really only the second, or actually the third king of Israel, but he was the first king to appoint people whose job it was to lead Israel in song. I mean, he, he gave him a job. He put them in an, an occupation where they were to sing. <laughs> they were to sing and they were to, they were to praise and they were to gather Israel and lead her in courses of praise. Because David understood that Israel could be delivered from the Red Sea and all of her enemies one day and three days later. She could be murmuring and complaining and arguing and Grumbling. I, I, that's my point. That's, that's all I want to tell you today, guys. Is that we are prone to forget spiritual good. Israel, it took Israel all of three days to, to turn their back. On, on a great deliverance that God had wrought. And so David saw that there was something necessary for God's people so that their memories could be kept alive. That they wouldn't forget, like he says in verse 13, so that they wouldn't forget these great works of redemption and deliverance that God had wrought on their behalf. Folks, the Lord's Supper functions like that. It's, it's um, you know, we, um, we rebels. We, I don't know about you, I can't speak for you, but I, um, and I, I'll tell you this, there's a lot of people on our staff, we're just a bunch of mavericks, but we hate ritual. Do you remember? Do you remember how you were brought up and you would say the same prayer every week and sing the Gloria Patri every week and that you would sing this and that and the other, all, you know? Every, and it, it became absolutely meaningless to you. So we, we've reacted against ritual and being ritualistic. But ladies and gentlemen, this is a ritual. This is a monthly ritual. And its purpose is so that we will not forget at the functional level what has been done for us by Jesus Christ. You know, you know what I mean by functional level? Oh, yeah, we know that Jesus died. But in terms of how it affects anything that we do, decisions that we make, how we relate to the neighbor, our neighbors, how we fill out our 1040s, how we raise our kids, how we um, spend our money... At a functional level, it means nothing. 
That's what this thing is designed to do. To remind you at a functional level not to forget. Folks, um, those elements down there, they have no power in them. There's nothing holy about bread and juice. There's no more power in those things than, than was in the Pop-Tart that I ate for breakfast this morning. The purpose behind it is that it becomes an opportunity to be reminded. That bread's supposed to remind us of a body. That juice is supposed to remind us of blood. And it's supposed to remind us that we're in relationship to a man. A person. Because, ladies and gentlemen, Christianity is Christ. Everything else is circumference. And all the orthodoxy, which I love and I want to teach you and I hope you love, it is not It is all designed simply to help you appreciate who he is. This is about a relationship to a person. And so we are going to engage again in nothing more than a ritual that is designed to help you remember. Because you know what, guys? We're no better off than Israel was. And I dare say we've probably not had the kind of dramatic deliverance that they had from the Egyptians at the Red Sea. And you know what? In three days, they had forgotten it. It's not like their their memories were, they had some kind of amnesia, but functionally, it didn't affect them at all. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ died in our place. And we have been brought into an everlasting union with him. Do you forget that? Then let's go stir up our memories about this blessed person with whom we are in love. Let's pray. Our Father, I pray that you will meet us uh, around these elements. I pray that that great um, spiritual benefit will come from having having an opportunity to be reminded of, of the great redemptive event that delivered us from our spiritual bondage, that that great work of Jesus Christ on our behalf. And I pray, Lord, that you will meet your people here and that um, that our souls would be stirred because, Lord, we are prone not only to wander, we are prone also to forget. And so, Father, would you, would you make yourself once again real to us through this emblem of the death and sufferings of Jesus Christ for us? We pray, of course. In Jesus' name.